Hi there, unicorns. Danny here. Just a quick note before we start. I'm going to try to keep this brief, but there are a lot of really important things that need to be said right now. And to ignore the current moment would be a failure to use our platform for what we literally made this show to do. So, Black Lives Matter. Plain and simple, Biracial Unicorn supports Black Lives Matter. We support all of our Black brothers, sisters, and non-binary siblings. And we support all of you who are out there fighting to make the world more equal and more just than we've ever had the opportunity to see it. You know, it's 2020, and the fact that this work even is necessary right now is heartbreaking. But if you're a regular listener of the show, you know that we are well aware of the issues of systemic racism facing all of us, and we intend to continue to use our platform to amplify that message, as well as the message of Black Lives Matter. And just to amplify some important, smart, incredibly smart, melanated voices, I'd like to share this passage written by... Dr. Ibram Kendi. The opposite of racist isn't not racist. It is anti-racist. What's the difference? One endorses either the idea of racial hierarchy as a racist or racial equality as an anti-racist. One either believes problems are rooted in groups of people as a racist or locates the roots of problems in power and policies as an anti-racist. One either allows racial inequalities to persevere as a racist or confronts racial inequalities as an anti-racist. There is no in-between safe space of not racist. So, We do not want to hear about how you are not racist. In fact, we urge all of you, and in particular, my fellow non-Black people of color and our white co-conspirators, to embrace anti-racist work as much as possible. And not just in the coming hours and days and weeks, but for the rest of your lives. You know, this is a fight that must continue even after the hype on social media dies down and after all the protesters have left the streets. This is a fight we will be fighting for the rest of our lives. And right now is a time to investigate ourselves because many of us benefit from this racist system in a country built by Black people for white people for free. So... Now, let's show up in authentic, meaningful ways. Yes, we're still in a pandemic, and many of you cannot physically put your bodies outside into a protest situation. So, we have some alternatives for you. And in fact, those of you who are out there protesting should probably do these things as well. I'm urging you to please investigate. So that means investigating yourself and your own biases. Donate. There are so many causes out there right now that need your dollars. So put your money where your mouth is. Educate not only yourself, but 
those around you. This is particularly true for us non-Black people of color and our white co-conspirators, because now is not the time that we need to rely on our Black brothers, sisters, and non-binary siblings to educate us. And finally, it's imperative that we don't stagnate. We can't be complicit anymore in this system. We have to continue to show up and we have to continue to fight. So we'll include a link to some places to get you started in our show notes. Finally, this Saturday, if you're listening to this when this episode comes out, June 13th at 11 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time, we will be hosting a space to process some of our feelings and thoughts about these current events on Instagram Live. And we hope that you will join us and share your thoughts and feelings as well. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram <laughs> to keep up to date with everything regarding that. All right. That being said, Damika and I have opted to move forward with our regular podcast programming, feeling that right now is not the time for us to go silent. So just for some context, the episode that you're going to hear today was recorded before the murder of George Floyd. So some of what you may hear may seem a little anachronistic. And that's why we're not bringing up the current moment. Because believe me, Black Lives Matter is in our minds and in our hearts pretty much every moment of our days. All right. Well, thank you. Here's the show. Hey, I'm Danny. And I'm Damika. And we're biracial unicorns. The Minnesota. Minnesota time. Mm. Here's some inside baseball. I got very <laughs> confused about if we were doing a Minnesota <laughs> full episode. <laughs> You guys, you guys, we're not, we're not okay. We're not. We're trying, but we're, we're trying. Not, we're trying so hard. Actually, like, just if you want to check up on us and care, did you see on our Instagram that I posted something about caring for people? Like, you know, a friend would be, you know, send him a pizza. And I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, girl. This is an open invitation to send yep. me a pizza. This is a uh, make sure it's meat free for Danny. Actually, I don't mind yes. meat free pizza. What's, what's your idea of veggie pizza? Have we had this conversation? I think we've had this conversation. I, I don't, yeah, I don't my, care. My ideal pizza is green chili, yes. black olives, mm. mushrooms. Okay. An additional thing that I, I wouldn't mind is also pickled jalapenos. But Ooh. She needs both on there, guys. It's true. Mm. Because most places, their green chili is not going to be hot enough for me anyway. <laughs> so Same. Season. I'm going to have to supplement that anyway. Mm, with that How about you? Bite? Um, I'm, yeah. I love green chili. I do like pepperoni. But the thing is, sometimes the pepperoni will take away from the green chili. So I also will like a mushroom. Sometimes I like uh, a cheeky bit of red onion like for it to get a little crispy. Because mm, it's a nice sharp yeah. bite. It's yeah. real nice. It's real, real nice. That is kind of a dream with a tub of ranch on the side because I'm classy. 
I mean, I feel like we should have done pizza cast. This is like every oh, mini-sode, yes. whatever we start talking about, we're like, we should have talked about this. Yes, every single time. But what does that tell you? That we're just like, what are we talking about? What kind of broom do you have? It's the broom cast. It's <laughs> true. I have feelings about brooms, but Actually, we same. will not. <laughs> we don't have to get into that here because no. I have 10 minutes yes. on my timer. I'm excited. I have my and LaCroix and I'm ready. I am drinking a Waterloo sparkling Ooh. water. Ooh, we are so fancy. Okay. Yeah. Fancy's waters. Okay. Fancy sparkly waters. Yes. 10 minutes on the clock. Okay. Damika, this mm. week, can we just spend some time talking about our thoughts and our feelings about <sighs> werewolves? Oh, I'm okay. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I'm All here. Right. Let's hear I'm it. glad. Okay, so we, are we going to talk about werewolf, werewolves in general? Are we talking about movies like Michael J. Fox werewolf? Are we talking? Is it just open forum werewolf? Well, girl, you, you know, girl, you know where I started. <laughs> I was gonna just talk Teen Wolf, but then I was like, I started thinking about it and thinking about our podcast and thinking about the conversations we have, and then getting worked up. By the lack of representation <laughs> of women yes. werewolves. You know what? Can you, um, and, you know what? And of all creatures, they always make females mummies, which I feel like is very, like, we have enough padding in our life. We would want to have the opposite of that. Why not right. have, like, feminize werewolfdom? Yeah. It really does. I guess that's true. But it really lacks in all monster world that's true i mean we have the bride of frankenstein but is she she a franken person i yeah i don't i don't want to talk her though i want to talk werewolves so we could we could talk lack of representation in werewolf culture um but Mm -hmm. maybe let's start with like what Mm. are some of your favorite or least favorite werewolf movies or stories okay um of course i will always love teen wolf because i think it's a the first i will i mean i'm a big fan of that kind of genre of movies where we can kind of make light of this character that somehow is just so beloved but also is actually quite dangerous um oh excuse me sparkly water (laughs) 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 anyway i am I have mixed feelings about the original werewolf in Paris. It's, mm. I think, because in my mind, the transformation was so gruesome and so violent. Like, I remember being really young and it messing me up all the way. Right. But, I mean, there have been, you know, remakes um, that are not, they're not too, too bad. I love the werewolf serial. Werewolf, that's pretty hilarious. Um, do you know mm. even there was like Count Chocula, there was yeah. uh, the Booberry, Booberry. But, uh, the werewolf one. And of course there is, yeah. And I think the reason why I have a hard time with all these is because they can never replace the original of the werewolf man. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like the, the classics. Because there's also yeah. like a Van Helsing version. But yes, I think the original, the werewolf with the slow transition of the werewolf is by far my favorite so it's hard to go from 
that like 1950s I think version of the werewolf man where it was one like that that cut shot of obviously they had his face put a little bit of hair on right cut put a little bit more to go from that to the really <laughs> gruesome changing of like a werewolf and pair it was too much for me so yeah. yeah I will always be a classic the werewolf man or the wolf man yeah, um, I too love Teen Wolf. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time, but you know, it it came out two days after I was born. Oh wow! <laughs> is, yeah, it was um, it was released on August twenty third, nineteen eighty five. So wow. two days after I was born, it was number two. It's opening weekend behind Back to the Future. So that was like. Michael J. Fox heyday. Wow. <laughs> like, how did he get all that yeah. done? I don't know. And he was on Family Ties. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know. I don't That's know. insane. But I guess you have to remember, like, we don't pump out movies like we do. We didn't back then. I don't right. know. I don't know. You know, I also just love a, a driven white guy. Maybe that's why he was my, uh, <laughs> Every like, my day first he's crush. Hustle and hustle and hustle. <laughs> love and- it. Yeah, and he's like, oh, oh, because I'm a below average height, you think that's going to get me down? No, I'm using it. Yep. I'm Just keep playing teenagers. <laughs> it did it for us, so keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love Teen Wolf. I, I think I like, like, a comedic werewolf because I don't find werewolves scary. Mm. Like, they're no more scary than a wolf. And I'm not really scared of a wolf either. So, I mean, like, yes, if I were to encounter one, I would be scared. <laughs> I was, girl, I was uh, about to call you out. <laughs> no, but, but I'm like, it's not like I'm going to walk out of the house and be scared like I'm going to be attacked by a wolf or a werewolf. Like, mm. a ghost is way more scary than a werewolf, I think. Mm. But so I, so I think that's why I enjoy, like, the comedic werewolves. Like, Mm. I love Teen Wolf. I don't know if you ever saw the show Big Wolf on Campus. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah, which I don't know if you remember my obsession with uh, Danny Smith, who played Merton J. Dingle, but I had a real obsession with that guy (laughs) in high school. We need to have a talk. (laughs) Oh, I know. I'm less obsessed now because that guy just posts thirsty pictures all the time on Instagram and I'm like you need to rein it in and I get it but you need to rein it in Um, oh that makes me so sad yeah well I like he had like a broken engagement recently so I think he's just rebounding Mm. well (laughs) this is not like a judgment on Danny Smith (laughs) now it's now it's the Danny Smith This is amazing. I, I a comedic, yeah. I guess I I get that. I get that. But okay, yeah. in the world of the supernatural man changing thing that we're mm. very against, what do you think with the whole werewolves versus vampire thing? Because mm. we seem to overly sexualize both. Right. I mean, like, I am, I guess I'm, like, more generally into a vampire. They're more sensual, right? Mm. Like, who would you, I guess it's, like, are you into the sensual or are you into the primal? That's mm. what I think is is the conversation. 
this should be one of those tests, those little uh, personality tests. <laughs> yeah. <that we> like to- <laughs> your, can you imagine your boss being like, oh, I see that you're rough and ready. Werewolves. Very interesting. <laughs> can you imagine? I love it. I'm into yeah. it. It's a, uh, yeah, I just, the, I mean, I, I find it strange either way, but you're right. I think it does kind of reflect a more primal being, but yeah, a good comedic yeah. werewolf. A good comedic werewolf, but my favorite werewolf, of course, is Lupin. Always. Oh, deck on it. Ooh, that's a good one. Should have known. It will always go back to Potter. Always. <laughs> we'll see. Like, who, like, I find that. I find his character so beautifully and perfectly tragic. Yes. And I think he that's what makes him an interesting werewolf, right? Mm-hmm. Like he struggles. Like they all struggle. Like yes. you, all the werewolf movies are about like the struggle of what, what it is to be a werewolf and to not have control. But I find it so, so interesting that it's like, doesn't often get into like the psychology of it Mm -hmm. except with Lupin right Mm -hmm. like his whole relationship with Tonks and like Mm -hmm. a big part of that that was holding him back was like his inability to control this part of himself um which is is very interesting but I think I don't know to take it back take it back to the lack of women werewolves Mm -hmm. like it is literally a cycle based on the moon and you're not going to give women this? (laughs) Well, especially if we want to go to even something like so more primal. So how do you become a werewolf? You get bitten by a werewolf. Are male werewolves only biting males? Well, you know, it's like, it's posturing. It's like, I'm going to bite like the biggest, (laughs) toughest guy I can find. And in some cases, that's only Michael J. Fox. Yeah, because but his was hereditary. That's true. That's right. It's different. His yeah, his family. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so was the big wolf <laughs> like, on campus? Was he hereditary? Or was he bitten? No, he was bitten. Mm. So interesting. Is he the only case of hereditary wolfdom? I don't know. No. What about um? Oh gosh, I don't know their names. The Twilight Werewolf. Yeah, was that hereditary? I think that I think that might have been someone. Will correct us. Um, <laughs> there's a. I mean, I've offended the Great Twilight. I think it was because I think it was more like a race of people. I think they had a lot more control over it as where as well. Yeah, it wasn't, and it wasn't like based off of the full moon, maybe. Mm. I don't but, know. I don't know. Twilight is a whole different thing. It kind of is. And maybe that's why. But can we even talk about. I know. Of course. In true fashion. Werewolves. Okay. We talked about them not giving mad love to women who would actually make perfect sense for them too. But what about the whole thing of it kind of a no to people who actually have like disease? What was it? Or uh, the condition. Oh, deck on it. The, mm. They used to call it the werewolf syndrome. But that's right. not what it's called. Uh, no. In the circus days, when they would have the seven wonders of the world, they'd have like the famous dog boy or a wolf right. man, and actually be someone who could would grow hair all over their face. Yeah, what's his name? The dog faced man. 
uh, I can't remember. But yeah, P.T. Barnum mm-hmm. sideshow. I don't know. I guess I don't really know much about the origins mm. of werewolfness, were yeah. uh, lycanthropy. Mm, girl, did you literally pull that out from your noggin? I did. Yes! I did. I was like, I don't. <laughs> I was like, I don't. Is werewolfness a word? Yeah. Oh, that's just lycanthropy. <laughs> yes. Her. I like how you're just like. Oh, obviously, this is adjacent to, if not equal than to. <laughs> I'm here for it. I, the only reason why I make that correlation because some of the very first mock-ups of werewolf movies were kind of based upon those, mm. like you know the the quote-unquote werewolf syndrome oh or dog i have i have like so many thoughts and feelings about all of that yes. um but we are already over time <laughs> i know why would every time <laughs> and it's gonna get into whole discussions about race mm-hmm. people aren't here for that people are here yeah they for just want the, the light and, and easy in and out. That's all I care about. Well, um, so I, yeah, I said Lupin was my favorite werewolf. Do you have a favorite werewolf? Uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to stick with Mr. 1956 uh, original, mostly because I think he was pretty tormented and he was a snazzy dresser. I mean, I will always go for a werewolf in a very moderately weld tailored suit that's only tattered at the very ends and at the cuffs. Mm. But yeah. the whole centerpiece is pretty decent. I don't want these raggedy shirt kind of, you know, werewolf guys who can't control themselves, you know, hulking out of it. That's a whole different character. I like me a well-dressed werewolf. Yeah. So, I'm yeah. into it. Yeah. yeah. I'm very basic. I have very little needs on my werewolf dumps. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends. You know how to reach us if you don't check the show notes. We'll be back next week with a full episode and in two weeks with another mini-sode. Mm-hmm. All right. Peace. Out. <laughs>